Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue. And Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. Yes, you are. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. Make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on the website. Call us up anytime. 1-800-420-1980. That's right. And check out the IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101. Blue is at the number one. Christopher writes. Hello. I am at Joe Grande 52. And if you want to turn your typical into something special when it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Make sure you check out the website, LoranOils.com, for some good stuff right there. Our guest on the show, this scientist, this madman himself. I got quite the intro for you, Josh Werzer. Josh Werger is the COO and co-founder of SC Laboratories. Now, SC Labs provides compliance, quality control, and R&D testing services to help cannabis and hemp companies build their reputations and product and protect, excuse me, their businesses. Now, a little bit about this guy right here, Blue. He's a very smart dude. Even though he's a Packer fan, he's a very <laughs> smart guy besides the fact that he's a Packer fan. Other than that, uh. Josh's goal is to bring the cannabis industry into the mainstream through standardization and better understanding this powerful medicine. He is actively involved in groups and organizations who are pushing to develop national quality standards for cannabis, including the U.S. Pharmacopoeia, which is the USP, Cannabis Expert Panel, the AOAC International Cannabis Working Group, and a founding member of the CASP Committee, the American Council of Independence Laboratories, ACIL, Cannabis Committee, uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, the Cannabis Working Groups, and the American Chemical Society, which is the ACS Cannabis Chemistry Subdivision, as well as other cannabis, hemp, 
and Chemical Trade Association committees. He was and has also served as the president of the United States of America and no the way. president of the Pacific Southwest <laughs> Division of the AOAC. I knew I recognized him. Maybe yeah. not the president of the United States, but definitely the president of the Pacific Southwest Division of Huge. the AOAC, right? Yeah. I mean, when you read all those other things, I had to throw that one in there. Josh has presented at various technical and cannabis conferences and events, including Harvard Medical School Hello. with the pinky up, you better recognize, and the American Chemical Society Annual Meeting and the AOAC Annual Meetings, the Emerald Cup, MJ BizCon, and now he's here at Cannabis Talk 101. He has been published in several technical and trade publications, including the Journal of Natural Products and Skunk Magazine. And in 2010, folks, he co-founded that SC Labs with his partners to ensure safe access to medical patients which is always dope and hearing some of the things that they had to go through back then can we get this sent mailing at ups Ooh, teddy let him know it's let crazy know, that, it's a crazy bark on that side right there with 10 years of analytical data they empower clients to make informed decisions about product safety and consistency cultivators manufacturers brands and dispensaries rely on their science to ensure they're delivering safe products to customers. Now, they are accredited to ISO 17025 in California and by Oreo Lap in Oregon. From innovations in cannabis and hemp testing to progressive data solutions, SC Labs is advancing science to improve product quality in a compliant and transformative manner. With their expertise and advanced analytical instruments, they offer legal, defensible results and peace of mind. Check out their website, folks. Don't just hear all that great stuff I said. SCLabs.com. Everybody, please welcome to the show Josh, my brother from another mother. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry Josh. for making you read no, all that. No, you didn't make me read all that, Josh. <laughs> I proudly grabbed all that because... Dude, you are so, you know, you're the type of guy that I look at that gets into this industry that has the backing from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, chemistry, econ, biology, environmental science, and then you bring all that into cannabis. So when I say all those things, I want people to realize who this man is that I'm talk that we're talking to because you bring that accredited stamp of I'm not just some dude who may have just smoked weed as a kid. May have, right? We'll find that out. But my point is you have all that backing shit that's like, dude, this dude's official makes like it, a referee it, with a whistle. Makes it legit. Exactly. <laughs> or I've just been doing this too long, one of the two. Well, yeah. no, you bring <laughs> all that legitimate thing because it's not like you started the SC Labs and then got your degree. You got your degree yeah. to do other stuff and then bring that other stuff into cannabis. And before we get into how you did all that and brought all that, I know I read and seen and talked to you. You're from Wisconsin. Uh, for those who don't know, your dad actually worked for the Green Bay Packers. No way. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you were a part of the team. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and sorry for the Packer fan thing. I was born that way. I can't help it. No, it's good. You know what? It's a cheesehead thing. You know, I love that you're a Packer fan because in my opinion, Green Bay Packers are almost like the Dallas Cowboys who are my team. They're like a solid foundation of what the NFL is about. You know what I mean? You got the Lombardi from, from Green Bay. It's just part of the, the culture in the history yeah I mean, and they're owned by the fans which i think should be the model for every professional franchise which but. is different than it. they're the only team that's like that yep 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 so yeah yeah growing up yeah my, my dad was an electrician he worked for the packers he, he he did the remodeling when they rebuilt the stadium he was the foreman for that and then he got hired on by the packers and worked there kind of most of my life 
And then when I was in high school too, I actually would come and clean the locker room after practice. And that's my, like my first job. That's great. My dad came home one day. I was a freshman in high school. He's like, well, you got a job now. And uh, that was it. And I did most, most <laughs> Reverend of White, school. right on the defensive side. Yeah. And... Yeah. That was back in the late nineties. So yeah. All, you know, Brett Favre, Reggie White, Leroy Butler. Players. Yeah. 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 yeah was a that was era. a goal. Exactly. You got a chance to be a part of Green Bay when it was just, you know, iconic. Well, we, we did a little research on you before you came. So we wanted to uh, kind of surprise you. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Favre. Come in. <laughs> That'd be great, right? <laughs> he looks over there like, where? Is he coming <laughs> with a concussion and all? You, you know, right. um, let, tell us, you know, what, what, what high school, like how, how did high school work for you? Where do you, like, tell us who you are before, you know, the SC labs and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I went to a, kind of a small town high school outside of Green Bay um, and, and, you know, was, was you know, into science and, and you kind of, I could see how, how I ended up where I ended up, but I was also into cannabis, you know, I smoked cannabis the first time and, and just kind of, for me, it was like a revelation, you know, I just, I just, you know, kind of made me question everything I've been taught up to that point, you know, for, for and back in those days, cannabis was still a drug and it was still bad for you. And sure. that's what I'd been taught by my teachers and, and, you know, and all the educators I, I, I who brought it up and, and um, smoked cannabis for the first time. And I, you know, Kind of was what else are they lying to me about, you know? And yeah. so, so in high school, you know, um, you know, kind of really, really started liking cannabis, um, you know, and 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 then, you know, that followed into college, and and, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, you know, living in Wisconsin, it, it was still illegal, but um, you know, it might have been in the traditional market kind of as a side job while I was in high school and college. Oh, really? Did you push a little uh, ounces here and there, yeah. or some some packs? Yeah, I mean, and so that was back in the day, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, and so I'd, I had, was no stranger to California at that time, and I got out of school and I got my chemistry degree, and, and it kind of helped me get through school. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to go into my chemistry career, and then uh, um, you know, work for for a, a, a small company that would synthesize custom molecules for pharmaceuticals. So. Nice. Um, we would make basically if, uh, if a pharmaceutical company had a had and their computer models had, you know, decided that a certain structured molecule would possibly work to target some sort of receptor for some sort of therapeutic purpose, we would actually synthesize that molecule from scratch. So every few days we get a new molecule, and, you know, sent to us that, that someone wanted synthesized, and, and so it's kind of like chemistry boot camp. And then from there I moved to Samsung, which uh, doing electronic materials, so like the materials that 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 uh, computer chips are made out of, or, or your 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 phone display is made right. out of. Did that for a few years, and then, so it was completely out of the cannabis business. I had, I had a little grow at my house, but nothing, you know, nothing on a big scale or anything. And uh, um, was staying up late one night, kind of thinking about, when do I want to look for another job? I've been here a few years, and I don't, you know, see a long future at Samsung. And uh, was on Craigslist, because that's where, at the time, people would still go for jobs. And, uh, um, and other things. Yeah, and other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, time and other things, yeah. It, what, what, what type of job? <laughs> What time of night was it exactly. at, at, at uh, when you were on Craigslist? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. That'll tell us a lot. It, it I think was we were late. all there once or twice. It was late at night, but I was looking at jobs. <laughs> Definitely looking at jobs. No, um, but uh, whatever but, uh, happened to Craigslist? Are they still around? <laughs> they're still there somewhere. But I just I, looked for golf clubs on there yesterday, right? ironically, oh, really? for my kid. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, they're still there. They're still there. Not for what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a massage. Well, maybe. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. Uh, but same. but I, I did stay up late, so I was reading through, and I, and I just read through a job post, and it's like a regular job post for a chemistry position and at the very end it said must be comfortable working with medical marijuana and at the time you know there was no laboratories that did what we do now and so I had no clue what they're up to and I I, I was just curious I was thinking of you know the movie half-baked and like what what kind of secret you know secret right. ops do they have going on in there so I stayed up to like three in the morning updating my resume sent it in and then went to work and then didn't really think anything of it well they called me and this was steep hill lab so it's the first lab in the world that would do testing for cannabis you know for the cannabis industry sure 
And uh, um, so I get there, um, or so I, so I get to work the next morning. They call me up, brought me in for an interview, and they were just about to open their doors, and their chemist had walked out on them. So, no way. So, so you before, got the job. <laughs> yeah, so, so before I had too much time to think about it, I was like, this is really cool, but, you know, I've got a chemistry thing. And, and like, you know, back then I was like, well, I can never put this on my resume, so I'll take this job, and then I'll find a real job. Well. Became, that was about 14 years ago. So. And, and that's the realest job you ever had. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because great. for years, man, I mean, you know, you were the only lab that I knew about here in California. You know, I mean, I just just didn't know any labs that would test cannabis or even touch it. And, um, you know, I believe you guys were at Costa Mesa or Irvine right here. Yeah, right, right, kind of on the border of Tuston. Right and, on the 55 Santa, right yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I had went there years ago when I think Nate was working there. Yep. You know, yep. that, that guy. And then... Um, and I, I checked out you guys' place, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I had no idea that you guys were even testing. Well, you know, it's just being in the cannabis industry. So it was kind of evolving for me. I feel like you're one of those pioneers that actually was able to sustain the market. Get, you know, I would say at one point at least, I don't know how it looks today, but yeah, I feel like you had, if not all the cannabis brands going to you. To, well, especially to starting at 2010. I mean, yeah, dude, well, yeah. he started early on. You're oh, the yeah. first. Well, you're the second lab, right? When, no, there, there was a handful by the time we started. There's probably maybe three or four when we started our lab. So Steep Hill was the first one, and then a few had popped up. There was also one in, in Colorado um, that, that popped up before us. But, but yeah, we're, we're one of the original. And we're the only one of those, that group that's kind of still here. In, in California, though, you were, you were the, uh, one of the pioneers, right? Yeah, well, we were one of them. But, but, but there's a couple other, other ones. Yeah, yeah, and we were the first one, I think, to come down to SoCal. Yeah. Or, or of any, any scale. And so, yeah, we were down there. We had our lab in Santa Cruz, which is our original lab. We were doing so much work down here that we just we opened up a satellite lab down here. And then when regulations hit, we actually kind of withdrew back to the lab. And now we're opening another lab back down here in Van Nuys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. T- and talk about the story. We're going to take a break real quick. I want everybody to hear the story that you told me off the air when you first started in 2010, how the neighborhood accepted you in Santa Cruz, what the police officer said to you, and how that was because it was far from legal at that standpoint. And it was really a, uh, what are you doing? What type of lab are you opening? It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll come right back after this break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. 
OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Let me tell you guys about the Bear Flag Group. Now, when it comes to manufacturing, this is where quality products meet expert teamwork. They can create all types of extraction products from custom-infused pre-rolls, cartridges, tinctures, live rosin cartridges, distillate cartridges, and all-size flower packaging. They are co-packaging for the best brands in the cannabis game. Get your white label started today. Check them out now. You guys go to their website, bearflaggroup.com. I was just saying before the break how I heard you, Josh, talk about what you had to go through in 2010. Please share that story with Blue and the listeners when you opened up and how you would get your product and how you would test it. Well, yeah, and so, I mean, you know, we were just talking about how much of a different world it is Yeah, now. how it's changed. Yeah. And, and so when we started the lab, you know, we're, we're in Santa Cruz, and Santa Cruz is, if you're familiar, it's, it's kind of up and over the coastal range from all of the Bay Area, and so... It's like the other Humboldt, though, like we were talking to. I feel like Santa Cruz is the oh, other sure. Humboldt. They've yeah. got plenty it's, of... You know, the gr- yeah. I felt like the best came from Santa Cruz and hum- Humboldt for than Santa Cruz. It's like hand-in-hand. Hand. A lot in Northern California. Period. You know, just in general. And a and, and lot of good genetics, too, have come out of there, too. You, you know, you've got kind of the, the whole Hayes thing. You've got a, a lot of good genetics came out, like, in the 80s of, from Santa Cruz. But, yeah, so the, uh, but the story was, so that's why we opened in Santa Cruz, because they were sort of the most friendly to the cannabis industry. You know, you had Humboldt, you had Trinity, and then you had Santa Cruz down south. And so when we opened, we, you know, it made more sense to maybe open up in San Jose, but we didn't know if we were going to get raided. So, yeah. so one of our partners, his dad was, a, was you know, kind of a famous uh, 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 cannabis attorney, and... Basically, you know, when we got in, we, we, you know, we called everyone just to make sure. And so we called the chief of police, or he did. And, and at the time, we were getting samples um, via FedEx. So um, <laughs> That's so great to think. So, yeah. so, okay. and so he called the, the chief of police and said, hey, are you, you going to have a problem with this? And, I mean, I've got all kinds of fun FedEx stories. from We can't do that anymore with regulations. But, right. That's what's yeah. even crazier to think. But every once in a while, you know, like if, instead of just kind of staying in the state, something would get rerouted. And, and you know, you get a call from the DEA. And I and, and, uh, forget, oh, there's, there, there's a... There's a hub somewhere in, I think, Tennessee for FedEx. And so every once in a while, we get a call from them like, hey, we got another package came through. We got to keep it. And they wouldn't do ah. anything, but they're like, we're not giving it back. I mean, you can come here and get it if you want. But yeah, right. So you have to call people and ask <laughs> for more samples. But, but those were the days, you know, and back then everyone was everyone was testing voluntarily. Now, who takes that loss when that happens? I mean, did the, did the guy sending it or did you? I mean, because that could be like, you know, questionable, you know, especially back then. People were like, did you, you know, you took my pound or whatever, you know. How does that work? How did that work back then? Well, and that was a, you know, that, that was a tough sell back in the day, too. It's like, hey, you know, I think you should give me a little bit of all of your cannabis on your shelf. Because back then we were testing mostly for dispensaries. And uh, and then on top of that, give me a bunch of money. I'll give you a piece of paper back. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But but in, 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 you know, I mean, and that's the game. And they're like, like game. bro, I don't want to do any of that. You know, it's like, no way. So, when you know, if, if back then, you know, you'd have to make it right. You'd, you'd, there'd be a little back and forth, maybe some free tests or something like that. But but, you know, that, that was that was the name of the game back then. It was a lot of fun. You know, and people back then were testing volunteers. Voluntarily, so it's kind of like a whole different vibe, and uh, and it was for more for marketing. And then we got really tight with Weed Maps, so Weed Maps, you know, really helped us blow up too early on. That's why we came sure. to San- so- SoCal. 
so quickly is because, um, you know, because Weed Maps is really promoting our testing right on their site and, and kind of blew up testing in general. And, and uh, you know, listen, it, you know, we've we've had to evolve this way. And it's a blessing that, you know, people like yourselves have came into the industry because we need your professional, you know, uh, you know, history and education on what's going on in order to, 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 to develop this industry. And we have not had, um, prior to this, we didn't have any testing and who knows what was in the product. And, 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 it, you know, finally we've got people holding companies accountable and making sure that at least what we are ingesting or eating for that matter has some kind of a standard to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in the early days before regulate, regulated testing like you'd be shocked at the amount of contaminants we found on cannabis and the levels that we found them like what um well pesticides and, and, and back then before regulations our pesticide assay was only like 12 analytes and it wasn't nearly as sensitive as it is in, as it is now and we we detect pesticides in probably 40 to 50 percent of the samples we saw and then like with concentrates it was like 80 percent because wow. because you know you run run dirty batch through an extractor and then everything that comes out is dirty after and so with regulations i mean now you have like one of the cleanest consumer products out there you sure. know your food isn't that clean the only thing that's really comparable is pharmaceuticals you know that, really? that get tested to that level wow. so as you test these and you say you found these in there what are the cons of finding them because let's just face it we all grew up all three of us here on set smoking that cannabis that we're talking about that had all that in there I don't have, well, I have we bumps on the top of my head, we, but <laughs> we, we grew up smoking that hay in the middle exactly. of the barn. <laughs> yeah. But my point, my, my question is though, what are the, you know, the cons of it? I mean, cause I look at us and go, and I love Craig Wasserman going, I've been smoking it for years and it never hurt me and blah, blah. And he's, you know, 75 years old for God's sakes, <laughs> 82, maybe, maybe 96, whatever he is. <laughs> but my point is he uses this and says this every time. And I always, and don't get it twisted, I'm a big fan and believer of the testing and I love it and want it. And I think it's, you know, we're going to get more into, involved in what I really want to happen with testing and, and all that. But what are the cons of finding all these things of like, what do they do if you consume too much? Yeah. And so, so, and, and yeah, I hear you like, you know, and, and you know, I was getting back in Wisconsin. I don't know what you guys, you guys are a little, little, probably got a little better out here in Cali, but I, I was, I was smoking brickweed too. If you remember yeah. that, oh, yeah, have to wring it out to get all I the probably seeds sold out. it to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you ain't uh, growing no uh, outdoor out there in Wisconsin <laughs> anyways. From Cali. It was exactly. probably me. <laughs> no, no, maybe try and hide some in a cornfield somewhere, but, 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 uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, in, in, you know, outdoor cannabis never had to be sprayed for so much. So in general, outdoor cannabis was a little bit cleaner before all this went down anyways. You know, indoor, you, everything, you know, you get a little bit of a mite infestation and now you're, you're nuking the room. But, but the thing is, is, is pesticides over time. So it's, since you're inhaling cannabis, it's going directly into your lungs. Like it, it's very different. It's much, it's much easier absorbed by the body rather than if you eat, you know, like say like, uh, you know, berries with pesticides on them. So the fact that you're inhaling the product makes the safety of it much more important because it, it's going right into your blood system. It's going right to your lungs. So you should have some sort of quality control. And I would say like our food should, you know, the rest of the things we, we consume should be tested more because also, you know, and so, so you got pesticides, you got heavy metals potentially. Um, and, and it's good that we're testing now. Like we found early on, as soon as, as soon as the heavy metal regulations started in California, and California was the first state to institute them found out that every single vape cartridge on the market had lead in it mm, wow. and there was like a one month period where everyone was scrambling there was no one could get vape cartridges to the market because they couldn't get clean ones and they had to retool all the factories in china and it, it took like two weeks or three weeks and problem solved so what in, in, in cost didn't go up nothing changed except for that you know someone someone was calling them on it and so that's the thing with testing is i think 
um, you know, just minimizing that exposure over time. So it's not like I'm going to smoke some pesticide laced weed and I'm going to fall over. But if I do it every day for long enough, it, you know, there's, there's high potential for health, health effects and you wouldn't even maybe attribute them to smoking cannabis every day. But um, other things, microbiological growth. So you've got yeast, you've got mold, things like that. And you're, and, you know, and, and you don't want that, you know, getting in your lungs if you're, if you're immunocompromised. So just the kind of general. Would you find that too? Yeast and mold in cannabis? Some oh yeah. Find, there's all kinds of mold. I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's funny. I, I, it's not funny. I say it's really sad, but you know, I've, I've seen people sell moldy weed. You're like, Oh, man, I gotta not, get rid not of it. see it. I mean, I, you, you see it on their plants and I'm like, why don't you chop that? Oh no, I'm just cleaning it up. And you know, get and rid I'm of like, it. Whoa, dude. And I mean, it's bad. I mean, to the point where when, when we didn't know there was mold, people used to think it was crystals and be like, oh, this is fire, bro. And it would just be mold. A big on, old mold thing that people and, just think and, it's... And then there's there's tricks. You like spray it with like sugar water to crystallize it. I and, remember that. And yeah, make it make it look prettier on the outside. So, I mean, it's just there was some shitty shit going on. And, and, and I... And it was because you, you had to get your money back. You know, it was like, you know, there was no, regu- it. there was yeah. no regulation. It was just, and it was, and not only that, you probably smoke it too. You'd be like, Oh, it's not that bad. And clean it a little bit, blow it off. And it's, it's cool. Yeah. Well, you wanted to get not, high. It's part, it's of, it's part of the cool, game, but it's not cool. I mean, you know, that's the growing spurt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And in, in powdery mildew is probably what you're mostly dealing with. And in, not all molds are bad. So sure. like the nice thing that California did, or, or the smart thing they did in, in that a lot of other States have done is, only require testing for the specific types of mold and bacteria that make you sick. Aspergillus, we're doing four species of Aspergillus for the compliance panel in uh, um, California, and then we're also doing Salmonella and E. coli, which give you food poisoning, so. Josh, when you say, you know, make you sick, you know, um, and, and you're looking at the actual, the molds, you know, is that a powder, would that be powder mildew, powder mold? Is that, that doesn't even get you sick? Which ones, I mean, I, I know which ones it is, you just said it, but I mean, how do you, you identify them, just pull out the, uh, I don't know what the term terminology. Well, 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 aspergillus is like your typical black mold that would be growing in your walls that you'd have to tear out all your walls and stuff like but that. But does, does that come on plants though? It can. So, but but very rarely. About maybe two percent of the samples we see come gotcha. back positive for for one of the four species we're testing for. And but you're not really going to see it with the naked eye because it's usually not going to infest the plant to that level. But small amounts can be dangerous. Yeah, they have toxins. So so some aspergillus produce toxins that are directly you know uh, you know dangerous <laughs> for you. But then also you have um, you have some of them that that will actually infect your lungs if you're like immunocompromised, say you have cancer and you're in chemotherapy or something like that, can kill you. Wow. So um, so yeah, so it's important and it's it's relatively rare. Um, but we use like we 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 use what's called PCR. So we actually look for the DNA of those specific species of Aspergillus in the plant material. So we do like a DNA extraction and then we we measure the DNA. Fantastic, man. I, I want to thank you for for taking your expertise and and bringing it to this industry. You know, because I think, you know, it, it's it's super important for us to have professionals that have degrees that understand how to operate, you know, companies and scale and things like that. So well, that a real scientist like him, like a real biologist like you, you know what I mean? Like people who yeah. really care that much that have that first job and have the degree and the accredited like you could work in any pharmaceutical a, company. A, a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. And, and, and he was he was an outside linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. He gave up his NFL career to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did give it up. I sacrificed. But but yeah. Yeah. It, and, I, love you know, you. And, and, I love you. John. So funny. Like, I Thank did you. Give it up. I sacrificed. But, but so know, awesome. and, 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 and now there's a you know, there, there's a lot of scientists in, in the industry and, and we you know, the, the industry is getting so much more sophisticated from that aspect. But early on there wasn't and so that, that that's maybe the only secret sauce i had is I, I i had the balls to get in early and uh 
um, and have been here. So gotten to see, like, you know, from the laboratory perspective, everyone comes to the lab. So you kind of get, you get this like really cool vantage point to see this industry kind of grow from where it, where it started to where it is today. Well, and so you said having the balls to get into it this early, and I want to see how your family accepted that, your friends from Green Bay where it wasn't, it was taboo-ish, you know what I'm saying? And uh, your dad's an engineer, maybe as an or electrician, excuse me, not an engineer, maybe he smoked, but I don't know, how did the family go, oh my God, my son's taking this great college degree from Wisconsin and from Green Bay and all these big colleges we sent him to, and you're getting into the cannabis space, son, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, yeah, they thought, I'd, they thought I'd gone straight and, and you know, working, working mainstream for a few years and then I went right back to it. Yeah, I mean, early on, it, it, that's another thing that sort of evolved. You know, early on, there were certain um, certain people back home that were really excited about it, thought it was pretty much the coolest thing ever. And then there's a lot of people who were, you know, thought I was... Shunned it, huh? Yeah, thought I was like a drug dealer and, and, and you know, shunned me. And, and, and you know, but then... Defriended you on Facebook? I'm not going to be his friend anymore. Yeah, my, my dad, you know, he, he wasn't too warm to it. He's not a smoker, um, um, you know, but, you know, now, I mean, I've got my family, the same family members are coming up and be like, hey, which CBD should I take? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's, They're all asking for advice, like you're the doctor. Like, <laughs> And for me, that's being a scientist, right? And it's just not kind of accepting what you're told. Yeah. Looking for yeah. yourself, you know, finding a hypothesis, testing it out. And, you know, and like I said, when I first smoked pot, I was like, you know, this is... Everything else, they must be a lie too, because I mean, this this is clearly not a bad thing. This is helping people, and and I never looked at you know cannabis as like you know anything other than you know like a gift, a medicine. You know, yeah. so, something that Joe and I you know often ask, and and, and we we gotta ask. We really we yeah we really want to find out. I guess is will medical marijuana, medical cannabis ever be like taking? Here, take two of these Advils, take a, or, or even, uh, you know, I hate to use the terms oxycodone or a, um, or Viking, and will they ever have it based on your weight size, based on this dosage, and be able to, in your opinion, be able to uh, prescribe it in that manner? And break it down? After this break, it's Cannabis Talk 101, we'll be right back. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Live the life you crave. Rise above ordinary weekend plans. You guys with Elevation Nation's membership, you'll gain access to exclusive events, entertainment, adventure, and wellness experience. Visit elevationsnations.com to learn more. And I want to thank everybody over here that's been helping us do everything. Uh, Jorge, I'm surprised you're not mopping right now while the show's going on. Daniel, <laughs> Diego, Caitlin, Chance, Becca. Micheles, P-Funk, Jessica, Cam, Salar, Ali, Cousin Ray, Goldie, my brother Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Franchino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis. Thank you guys all for doing what you do. Josh Werzer, the president and co-founder of SC Laboratories, one of the best labs there is in the game. Before we went to break, we asked you a pretty elaborate question, which to me in blue, we've been waiting for the day that we yeah. see and hear at 200 pounds, you can take... Like if I was uh, wanting to do my uh, Advils, it would be three Advils for this little pain I have after my golf game. I would love to know, do you think as a scientist, after a golf game, if you take this for cannabis, for, you know, 200 pound male, this should eliminate the pain that you're in. And on top of maybe even harder with surgery and using the coating and everything else Blue was saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's the way medicine's going in general, like more 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 specialized medicine, integrated met- met- medicine just for your body type. And so I think, you know, you can already take a take a, a DNA test and just based on your, your DNA um, test, they can, you know, sort of understand in, in some instances which therapeutics might work better for you or might not work at all. And I think cannabis might get there, too. I think with, with cannabis, um, first of all, you have a really complex medicine, you know, with, with your ibuprofen, it's, it's one molecule. One thing, you take it, either it works or it doesn't work. With cannabis, you sort of have this cocktail of bioactive ingredients. All the cannabinoids, they're all bioactive, but they don't all do the exact same thing. You know, like the CBD blocks the receptors that THC activates. And, um, you know, all the other cannabinoids, you know, some, some maybe, you know, activate the CB1 or block, and block the CB2. So it's really cool. You sort of have this cocktail of compounds that all play with your endocannabinoid system. And what they're finding is your endocannabinoid system there's at least three or four re- different types of cannabinoid receptors in your body and probably even more, and they're located all throughout your body. So it's, you, you have this really complex system, and I think long-term that you, you might be onto it is, is, you know, they draw a little blood, test your DNA, kind of get, get exactly you know, what, what might or might not work for you and, and tailor a cannabinoid-based medicine for you, and maybe not just cannabinoids too, I mean, you know, other plant medicines. I think cannabis is kind of leading us back to some of the, maybe the knowledge we've forgotten. You know, some sure. of these plant medicines actually work. We've been using them for thousands of years, not just because, you know, not just because we thought they worked, because, you know, there, there was some sort of effect. And I think cannabis being such a powerful plant medicine is maybe kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, shined a light on some of these, these plant medicines that maybe people call, thought were kind of quacky science or quacky medicine. Um, and then now, now you're seeing, you know, all, all the psilocybin stuff happening, which is kind of this whole other thing that, you know, I think is directly attributable to, to cannabis. You know, another thought would be, you know, it, and thank you for answering that. You know, another thought, 
when, when back when we were growing and, and, and really focusing on, you know, trying to put a brand out, you know, because that was at first I was like, oh, I'm going to do a brand and this and that. I think we were trying to grow and get the same exact experience every time you take the same hit, like a like a cigarette or yeah. like a Coca-Cola, for example. Is that possible, uh, you think, with the strains? Because I, I have seen, you know, let's call it, you know, Purple Urkel or whatever the brand is or whatever, you know, you, you, let's go more, you know, um, you know, whatever chem dog or something, you know, you look at a chem dog strain, there's a million different ones, but if it's chem dog 91 and if it was actually that chem dog, can you get the same exact experience every time you grow and smoke that plant from science? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, you'd be surprised how consistent certain growers are with, with, with the genetic and, really? and, and most genetics hold true. You know, you're, you're going to, the, the grower is going to affect the yield. And the grower can certainly mess it up in during harvesting, drying, and curing. Yeah. I think, but as the plant's growing, um, you know, it, it, they're remarkably uniform. There isn't as much variance in in a, in a given strain as you think there might be. Sure. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to standardize a natural product. But I, I think you know we've certainly seen a lot more of that as as some of these grows have become more standardized and sophisticated. Um, but that's all in the chirpings. And then with with you know products, especially with like you know distillates and in, in, in vape cartridges, where you're essentially distilling the THC. Or the cannabinoids, and then adding back your chirpings. Um, people who do that right can get a lot, can get you know good consistency. But the chirpings are volatile; it's easy to mess those up if you're processing them. Um, you know, and, and the chirpings are what give cannabis its flavor, its aroma, and then kind of you know give it the unique effects. You know, where, where so so there's you know literally dozens of different chirpings that cannabis can produce, but there's really only six or seven that they produce. You know, that that show up as sort of the dominant cannabinoid in the plant. And you can really sort cannabis into but like four broad categories based on their chirpings. And right. so, um, and then, you know, in, in a lot of it kind of maps with what people I think have called indica sativa. So, um, you know, an indica strain, you know, even though everything is, is hybrid now, but what, what people put on the shelf is an indica is usually that, that couch lock, it's gonna make you sleepy. Well, what we find is that's mostly mercine, which is a chirping, it's, it's, it, in, in, in mercine is, is a known sedative. And the strains that tend to have a lot of mercine are the ones that make you sleepy. If there's no mercine present in, 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 in the cannabis didn't produce any mercine, it's, it's gonna be more of an upper effect. So, so, you know, that also plays a big part in it too. It's not just the cannabinoids, but really standardizing the chirpings is the key for, for you know, growing good cannabis or for making good inhalable cannabis products. It's all about the chirpings. Like um, you brought up Purple Urco, you know, that strain tested like 14%. It's, it, you know, there's no original Purple Urco anymore because no one will grow it because it's 14%, but that had a great taste, a great flavor. Yeah. People loved it back then, and I think that's one I of the. I like that that those highs though. Like I enjoy yep. a, a, you know, I don't want to, you know, get blitzed anymore. You know, thirty percent, you're up. Yeah, I'm forty. I'm forty four. I want to. I want to just. I want to smoke something and just feel good and be able to work, or or be able to take a nice nap. But I don't want to be waking up like, dude, I'm still droggy because that was, you know, uh, thirty four or fifty percent or whatever the hell the, the highest is. What's the highest you've ever seen tested? Um, well, from, from our lab, I've seen some crazy numbers from, from, you know, cause that, that's one of the things that, that that's challenging is, is a testing lab is, is, is a lot of people are, are giving high results because that's what people are, are valuing yeah. cannabis on. And that, so, so they're, they're moving the numbers around. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of it's no happened. one. It, it, yeah, ha it happens in a lot in of industry. places. Yeah, yeah. It happens everywhere. And so, um, you know, and we're, we're, we've been around forever and we were, we were around for, you know, seven or eight years before we had regulations. And so, you know, our, our word was what we had, we traded on, you know, yeah. and so. 
that's never been an option for us. But I mean, legitimately, you can get in the high thirties. Yeah. Um. You know, and and and, and uh, um, especially in, in now that we're we're t- we're correcting that. But that's what I was gonna say about the purple Urkel too, and it kind of ties back. Is I think that's the real disservice that the that the um, testing labs have done to the industry. I think the testing labs have been great for the industry. Um, all of the infused edible products wouldn't even be possible if you didn't have testing labs. Sure. Remember back in the day where you just kind of make some with some butter and oh, soap yeah. and, and you never even knew, you know, like it, I, I didn't like edibles because I was like, I could take one, not feel anything. I could take one and be on the floor. Shit. Yeah. But, but I think, I think, you know, what we've done is we've, we've turned cannabis into like the, the THC value is supposed to be the quality indicator and it's not. For me, it's the terpenes. I, I, you know, like you said, I, I'll smoke a 14 percent, and I'll just hold it in a little bit longer, or smoke a little extra of the joint. I like doing that. And but you're but it's good. the terpenes. But it's yeah. the terpenes. So like the real quality indicator of cannabis that that a testing lab can tell you um, is 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 the is the overall terpene content. That's going to give it its flavor. That's going to give it its aroma. And and so for me, if if I'm growing cannabis, my number one job is to to preserve those terpenes at all costs. And they all evaporate. They all evaporate at you know just a little over room temperature. So it's not easy. You know, um, I, I, I want to bring something up that, uh, you know, I feel like you uh, were pivotal in, which was the, uh, the California State Fair. Um, you know, would you tell us a little bit about what you did? Because I, I, I think it was you're the first, the first to, yeah. ever, to ever actually go out and convince them or help convince them. To convince them. the State Fair to let some cannabis in there. Yeah. And Teddy's got, <laughs> we got a new guest on the show. Teddy's Teddy, joining tell him. Tell yeah. him. Ask him a question. <laughs> you're gonna make me think he's barking again. Joe's dog's here with us today, Teddy. So, so go, anyways, go to the YouTube and watch so, him. He's so, a cutie. So, can you tell us a little bit about you know uh, how important that was and and um, you know groundbreaking for for our industry to to bring cannabis and to how the you state got it done and how you made it happen? Yeah. So so um uh they 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 came to us basically um the 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 group that that got you know basically talked the state fair into into allowing cannabis and you know they couldn't do um judging just kind of a lot of the logistics. They couldn't have live judging, and so um, they know some of the work we've done for the, the Emerald Cup, and, and, and part of that is the terpene thing. So we, we, we put the different entries into classes based on their, their, their terpene category, like, and, and then within that category, we were able to, to find the best based on kind of overall terpene content. So we, we, we basically used our lab tests to sort and then to rank the entries into the, into the, um, into the state fair and in, in, you know, hopefully at some point we'll combine that with live judging. I think the most powerful is like what the Emerald cup does where they combine the, the, the data and they've been doing that for, they've been testing with us as like a first job back in 2010. Um, with and, the experience. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, when we were good friends with Tim Blake who, yep. who, 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 um, started and Taylor, his daughter. And so, um, that was our first gig back in 2010. So they're the first, they're, they're one of the first org events that would, would do testing. Um, but, but back to the state fair. So, we were just really excited to be involved because, you know, the state fairs where the whole agricultural community comes to kind of show off their best, you know, and, yep. and it's really cool to have cannabis included in with the rest of the agricultural goods. Um, it's certainly a major crop for California. And, and then also um, it was just, you know, just groundbreaking for kind of, you know, just another one of those things that we've seen along the way. We're like, oh, we're we, we're being accepted. We're going mainstream sure. for better or worse. And 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 uh, um, but but yeah, it was an honor to get to participate. It went off without a hitch. I was I was hoping that. Um, you know, ba- you know, judging just based on test results um, would go well, and people seem to think it was pretty cool. And so, um, you know, we'll be working with them again this coming year, and, 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 and yeah, just really excited about about that opportunity and the fact that just cannabis, now, cannabis. Was did they actually it. have flour there, or just the plants, or did they have both? All just of flour. the above, just, just flowers. Just flowers. Wow. Yep. And they had a whole they had a whole building dedicated to cannabis, and they had a really good you know wall of with, with all kinds of graphics on it and teaching about cannabis for anyone who's coming through the fair. Um, you know, the, all the, all the, all the flowers behind the glass case, they had a couple plants growing in there. It was, it's awesome. really, 
really cool setup and they just went full ham you know and they yeah. didn't have on-site consumption but maybe someday oh yeah yeah i like, mean they definitely smoke. had the beer there though oh, so, I, someone smoked yeah i oh, saw people consuming yeah. i mean i mean wasn't you can't stop consumption anywhere this goes down everywhere joe i'm so curious josh is there anything that you've ever tested a plant or as you you know are the mad scientist that you are and go wow i didn't know cannabis had this or look what we found and let's explore more but maybe it's going to take you too long or too much time and effort if it's not paying you to to check but it's like is there something that you've been because it's it's one of the thing that i get so overwhelmed about meaning i've heard so much about this plant of what it does and how many new molecules and how many of this and it's still infantile of what it can do they don't know yet as much as it can do because now here's a new cbd 11 cbg this and all this and all that and it's like always something new is coming out and uh is there anything that you ever found that you were like holy smokes i can't believe the plant is doing this or i found this in it well okay so one one is an old story but it was back 2000 2008 2009 when i was working at steep hill and you know it's kind of a boring job because at the time all we tested is cannabinoids all we tested is thc cbd and cbm and then um and and so basically, I was just looking at samples every day with you know different amounts of THC in them, and then all of a sudden one came through, and oh, there's something else in here. It's CBD, and that was the first high CBD strain that was really available in the medical market. They sold it at Harborside. It was like an OG crossed with in blueberry. Oakland. Okay. Yep, yep. And that was and that kind of started the whole. They they and we we call them up and like you know you have something special here, um, and then after that you had you know Harlequin and a couple other strains, but at, back then like CBD. People then put two and two together and just went and got some hemp seeds and, and get some CBD. But so, you know, it, but back then that was rare. People were getting, you know, 4,500, 5,000 a pound for, for some CBD. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so that was a big deal. And it, that kind of kicked off the whole CBD thing. And, you know, look where we are now with legalized hemp. So that was a cool one. But what we do a lot these days is actually have, helping people chase down like weird things. So we have, we had a, a couple manufacturers and they're all lip balms and they're all popping positive for this pesticide called Kumaphos. And the Kumaphos wasn't in the, in the cannabis material, they're spiking it, and they're like, well, where is this coming from? Well, you know, and, and we have all kinds of stories like this, but we had to track it down for them. And what we did is we tracked down that um, Kumaphos is actually a demiting agent, and they use it directly on bees, but they also- What's demiting? Like for, for mites. Killing mites. Okay, For killing you. mites. Yeah. And, so, um, and so they also spray it on livestock. You know, they kind of have them go through like a car wash and they just spray them down to keep, keep the mites off of them. Wow. And so the bees, any, any bee, even if you bought sourced organic beeswax, because we traced it to the beeswax, mm. it was laced with this pesticide. Um, but so, so what, our, what our suppliers had to do to, to be able to pass the California compliance test with their lip balms is they had to source bees from a hive that didn't, wasn't within a 50-mile radius, because that's how far, I guess, bees fly, wow. um, of, of a livestock operation. But it, it was like no one could make any beeswax products for a little while until, until we figured that out. Oh, Shut man. your beeswax. Yeah, no, <laughs> no beeswee. So it's just kind of fun tracking down all these other consumer products that we use that are contaminated, but that you know, we know, no one ever tracked down because none of these products are tested to the level that cannabis is. Wow. You know, I, I'll tell you what, that's that's the kind of, you know, research that you really want, though, because you definitely don't want to put something that has, you know, any kind of pesticide on your lip, right? Because that's right there in your face, in your mouth, all the good places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so listen, I mean, so before, you know, before we go into the high five, you know, I want to ask you, you know, just, just again, like, you know, how how is the cannabis industry treated you? How do you, where do you see it going and um you know what what's the big plan for for your company um well for for us we're, we're kind of in expansion mode you know it's been a tough time for for cannabis labs in general 
Um, and, and so, you know, we're, we're doing it slowly and measured, measuredly, I guess if that's the word. I say uh, slow money's for show money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and we've been here a long time, and, yeah. you know, and, and we've Take learned that don't yeah. chase every shiny thing. Yeah, and so, um, but we are in, we're in expansion mode now. We, we, we had the two labs for a long time, the, the one in Santa Cruz, the one in Oregon. We just opened the SoCal lab. We have uh, two labs in, in Denver, one a hemp lab and one a cannabis lab. We have a lab in Michigan now. Um, and then, and then, you know, soon we're, we're, we're opening one in, in New York, um, looking at one in Arizona that, that pretty soon. So, so we're expanding kind of slowly. We, we, we brought some new investors on, um, kind of to, to help us weather the storm and to help us expand. So it's sort of trying to, to take, take SC labs, um, you know, bring it to some of these other States. Um, maybe, maybe that have a little bit better economics in California too, in sure. some, some regard, but, uh. Um, but the, but then not lose kind of the special secret sauce that kind of made us SC Labs to begin with. So it's fantastic. I, I'm excited about that because I, I think, like I said, when I think of lab testing here, and and I'm I'm in this industry and I've dealt with all the different um, actors, you know, in the game, you know, from before and after, and uh, you guys have been very consistent and have been here for quite some time. And I just remember always everybody talking about your guys' you know lab for for the last since you know 2010. You know, I mean, I, I really remember. Just it's it. legit. Like, bottom line, you ain't no playing games. It's not like SC hey, labs. pay them to make it you, higher. You, no, it was go to SC Labs. They got real testing. Go to SC Labs. These guys are really doing it. And it was you know there was all these other little you know pop ups happening, but it was still that SC Labs kind of was for in for for my generation was like a little staple and, and to see Josh, you here now and to see what you've done and built out your locations and stuff like that. And, and I'm sure you've heard of us and, and seen our growth as well. Yeah. It's, it's that slow. I, I know it takes, you know, it's not a fast food. You're not here. A lot of these guys aren't, aren't here no more. The reason they're not here is because they're, I, I call it fast food. They're here to eat really quick, get fat and then roll over into another you know, food, food, you know, source and go eat somewhere else real fat and then goes, they're just, you know, fly by night, you know, um, you've made this a career and, and brought your, you know, intelligence to this industry and, and we appreciate it, man. So well, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. No doubt. It's, it's been a, it's been a joy. Like I said uh, at the beginning of the show. So now Josh Werzer, we like to do the high five with everybody that comes on the show as you are the president and co-founder of SC laboratories. How old are you the first time you smoked cannabis and where did you get it from? I'm pretty sure it was 16, maybe 15, maybe 15, 15. Yeah, 15. I was 15, just about to turn 16. And uh, um, I, I, the very first time I smoked it, actually, we found some, we found a bag of weed that someone had fallen out of someone's pocket in McDonald's. Nice. And no so that, way. that might have been a freshman. We went and smoked it, but we didn't get really high. The first time I really got, got high, um, it was after a high school basketball game. My buddy pulled up and said, hey, we're going, we're going, I forget, I forget the name of the kid's house that we were at. We're going, we're going to smoke weed over there. They've got a bong. So I jumped in. I'm like, I'm game. So we jumped in, went over there and smoked. And they had, these kids had like a four-foot bong, and they lived in their mom's garage. And they had a cool setup, and, and we, got, we got some, some weed. And I think, it was some, I think it was the old, like, roadkill skunk. Yeah. And they filled up that big bong, and you kind of had to tip it and have someone else oh, light it. Oh, yeah. Took one hit, and I was, I, was, I was gone. I was all night long. I ended up sleeping in my friend's car in Wisconsin in the middle of winter. So. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't go home. I couldn't go home. I couldn't let my mom yeah. see me like that. That's blue balls for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? So question number two of the high five, what is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? I still smoke joints almost yeah. most of the time. Like I, I like to have a cartridge for convenience. I like dab now and again, but I'm, I'm an old fashioned joint guy. I like to roll a joint. There's nothing wrong with that. Question number three of the high five, craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked? 
Well, I guess that's just the craziest place I've been because I'm usually smoking cannabis wherever I'm going. But shoot, um, oh, now I'm getting myself in trouble here. Yeah. I'm gonna get banned from those Packer games. But since you brought it up, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of 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 imbibing in the in in you know the kind of like the family bathrooms and like stadiums where you can just kind of go and lock the door and have a little puff. That's yeah. my that's my secret trick. Now I just let it out. So I'm probably there. Gonna, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know what? That's a great place. It's owned by the. You own it. The old the you people. Can't, you can't smoke in a stadium anymore. Yeah. So you got to go find your spot, right? Well, you can if you're you <laughs> and Frank. I will do it. I do it. <laughs> Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Oh shoot, that's changed over the years. Funyuns were always a good one. I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm going, I'm going classic. Dude, I love funyuns. Funyuns are just, they're just like. The when, I, I, <laughs> we literally had some little bags. I would take a bag home. Like they're just a classic. Whatever. You don't even have to be high. They just love some funyuns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll go with funyuns. I'll go with funyuns. funyuns. I'm gonna stick with that one. I would think you'd do some type of cheese. Being a, I was gonna say funyun with some cheese dip. Oh, some cheese curds, yeah. maybe. Maybe some fresh cheese curds, not those deep fried ones. You know, for for you know, just dipping your toes in, like a fresh. Fresh cheese curds right from yeah. the cheese factory. I've, mm. I've had plenty of those. I just love it that the cheese heads and that, like you're from Green Bay and it's like in my head, it's just all cheese. It's just, oh God, it makes me want to have some cheese and crackers today here. I'm going to order some fried cheese right now somewhere. Oh, I'm starting. I like the grilled I cheese. Some, I like oh, all kind of cheese. I can't have bread. I got to stay up with bread. Yeah, you yeah. do. That shirt's getting tight on it's you. It's getting tight on you. <laughs> 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 Look at Goldie laughing. That's not nice. Hey. Even Teddy's looking at him like, oh, that guy's getting yeah. big. My brother can't tell you the truth. No one can. Exactly. Yeah, got to believe Question him. number five. Five of the high five with Josh Werzer, yeah. the president and co-founder of SC Labs. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, who would it be and why? All right. Well, I, I want to say Jesus, but I feel like Ooh, that's, yes. that's that's too easy. I feel like that's not. No, it's not that no. easy. All right, Jesus Christ. But if 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 I'm gonna pick someone, if he doesn't make it, if he doesn't make it, if he's busy, I mean, he's got a lot to do. Um, <laughs> he ain't got time to burn a bush. You know what I mean? He got time to stumped after Jesus, but but we're near Los Angeles, California, home of the Doors. So I'd have to say Jim Morrison. Wow, wow. Jim Morrison. What's your favorite song? Ooh, oh, shit. Um, From Roadhouse Blues. Wow, Jim Morrison, huh? I love, That's a good I, one. I love them. Dude, I, I, I the Doors were freaking hot, man. That was a big band. That was big, big, big. Big, dude. That was like Depeche Mode, The Cure. That oh, whole yeah. that whole era was, was was really cool. Show me, show me, show me. All those guys singing. But stuff I mean, that, I don't think the, he trumps the, Jesus. The doors, but it's were, good. the doors were much. The doors more, were good. But, you know, you can but, go see it. The doors didn't walk on water. Is what I'm saying. They no. didn't. Re, you know, they didn't <laughs> come almost, back. Almost. They didn't burn the original bush either. I'm just I mean, saying, come on. I mean, now. They didn't I'm turn water saying, into wine. You know what I'm saying? They didn't. You know, do a few things that were pretty impressive by this carpenter. What was his name? Jesus. No, that's so, uh, that's Jesus Jordan. definitely <laughs> would be a good one. So, what would you ask Jesus if you Ooh, if you could sit and smoke Goldie. with Jesus? What would you ask him? Shit, um, that's a good one. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah, you really put I got the, the answer. What's the purpose of life? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, to serve. Can you put in a good word with your dad, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right? Hey, can you get me through them pearly gates? <laughs> right. I, yeah. Am I good oh, to go, like Rodney O? Yeah. Josh, is there anything we forgot, man, before we let you go? So impressive with your history yeah, and your whole so much. credentials. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, check us out at slab.com if you, if you need testing. But if, if you do, we've probably already been calling you. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just I'm really excited the opportunity to come on the show. And, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.